On the phone, we have Stephen Heck. He's a businessman, uh, uh, born in New York City, but he has lived and worked in Guatemala since 1972. He has a Bachelor of Arts of Economics and a Master's of Business Administration in Banking and Finance, both from Columbia University. He has worked on development projects in Guatemala to help the country uh, leave its undeveloped state and to reach its great potential. And as you know, if you read the papers or pay attention to the news, that Guatemala is going through a lot of stuff right now. And uh, we welcome Steve Heck. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. Nice to be with you. Nice being with you. You know, uh, there's. Uh, it just seems like Guatemala is in, in its papers, its riots, its all types of things happening. But you're, uh, you're. Uh, what you're saying or, or what you're espousing is a lawless Guatemala is a direct threat to the to the United States. That's true. So we need to do something about that. Is that true? I certainly believe so, and I think that the. Um Obama policy exacerbated it, made it much worse, and uh, Trump needs to get to it and uh, pay attention and turn it around because it is an important national security issue for the United States. What would you say the most uh, the most dangerous part of the uh, what the situation in Guatemala is right now for the United States? That it's an unlocked back door. Uh, that Mexico is um, uh, ungovernable, basically the. Uh, once you get into Mexican territory, uh, you can get uh, uh, free passage, not free, but you get you get protection by cartels if you pay them. And <clears throat> that's how the transnational uh, criminal networks operate. And Guatemala has a 595-mile border with Mexico. And uh, the Obama policy was to uh, place allies of the uh, former uh, guerrillas supported and trained by Fidel Castro, and those uh, descendants of the guerrillas' organizations have taken over most of rural Guatemala, especially by the border, and the government does not enforce the law regarding uh, these these groups who suppress the local population, force them into criminal activity uh, against uh, development projects and uh, against uh, legitimate authority. So this opens it up wide for uh, criminal networks, and it's it's uh, uh, very easy to get through the border and easy to get through Guatemala. So you have increased illegal immigration from and through Guatemala because it's the only land route into the United States from South America and the rest of Central America. Everybody's got to pass through Guatemala. Now, if you, if you go on the air, in the air, or on the water, uh, the U.S. military uh, has much greater control than they do over the land. So Guatemala is an unlocked backdoor into the United States for illegal migrants and drugs. Well, you said that about 94% of the U.S. of U.S. sold heroin enters from Mexico, but and almost all of it, or you said most of it passes through Guatemala. That's correct. Uh, that statistic comes from the U.S. government, and the uh, uh, Mexican government had a very aggressive air eradication program of poppies. You know, it's hard to hide poppies, especially from modern technology. And so Mexican Air Force, working with the United States, eliminated, 2015 eliminated about 90% of Mexican poppies. So where is it coming?
coming from? Well, Colombia is one of the world's leading producers of, uh, of, of heroin, and you smuggle it by land, and it goes through Guatemala. You know, when you said that the uh, you said the Obama regime backed the uh, they supported Marxist militias, and that they uh, how did they do this? I mean, they obviously were not where they weren't listed or they weren't advertising themselves as Cuban-backed Marxist militias, or were they? Of course not. No, 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 they they don't they won't say that. As a matter of fact, they call themselves human rights groups, and that's the Obama administration considered them to be human rights groups, at least uh, that's what their propaganda said. But uh, they're anything but. They're exactly the opposite in typical Orwellian uh, radical collectivist fashion. What would you, say? you say, though, that there's, uh, you, you talk about all the natural riches of Guatemala and that it, that it has the ability to uh, become a, uh, a very much of a self-sustaining nation and with jobs and all this. What, what is their, uh, what's their major, uh, what would be their major income there? Well, the major source of income today is remittances from the three million or so Guatemalans uh, that live and work in the United States. I was afraid you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, which is unfortunate, but yeah. that's the way it is. It doesn't have to be that way. Well, what can they do in Guatemala? That, that... Well, they could do a lot of things. I mean, those people that went to the United States, uh, they went for lack of, of opportunity. Now, they work very well in the United States. Why don't they work well at home? Difference in systems. Guatemala has always had a system of centralization and abuse of power. Whoever had power abused it, and <clears throat> this impeded uh, economic development, and so you saw a lot of poverty, and that poverty attracted the attention of uh, Europeans and Americans, Canadians, and they say, well, we got to do something. So who's out there talking about the poor people and, and, and that they should have a better deal? Well, of course, those are the uh, what you might call the left-wing organizations, and in that, they have a good point. But and their solution is worse than what they're trying to uh, uh, address uh, because they're very destructive. And and so <clears throat> the uh, way that they, they did this was that the Obama administration started to put the allies of these groups into power. In, in 2010, the U.S. ambassador pressured Guatemala's highest court, along with the U.N.-created commission, uh, to annul the process that had produced an attorney general. And <clears throat> they did this so that they could put uh, a Hillary Clinton protege into uh, power as attorney general. And she protected these illegal groups, and she persecuted legitimate authority so that police didn't want to do their job, because they knew that if they did their job, for instance, uh, you see a road blockage, so somebody is blocking a highway. It's illegal, it's against the Constitution, and the police are obligated to act immediately. But if they do, it's the police who get charged. And so that helps these, these groups expand their control. So by the time this woman left as Attorney General in 2014, the, uh, these groups controlled a lot. I mean, all over the country in different places, not the entire country, but they controlled a lot of important 
uh, areas, especially along the border. And after that, the policy continued, and it continued right up until Trump. And it continues because Trump and his administration hasn't paid attention to it yet. You said here, uh, you know, and and that it's you know because of the violence from armed gangs and the uh, you know the fact that ninety five percent of homicides in the Northern Triangle, Guatemala, El Salvador, and Honduras, go unpunished. Uh, that you know people are trying to escape the country. One, they don't have jobs, but two, they're just tired. You know, they're tired and scared of the violence. And the uh, but there's but there's. Uh, uh, doesn't and you're saying the Trump administration isn't doing anything about that? Is it because of, it's just kind of like down on the list of things to do, or do you think he just you know he's just letting South America and Central America go on their own? Well, it's 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 both of those. I mean, I can't know for sure, but my impression is uh, that you know you've got North Korea with nuclear weapons and Iran with nuclear weapons. Obviously, that's more important than anything else. Now. You know, you should be able to do multiple things. And in Venezuela, well, Trump changed the policy in Cuba, uh-huh. uh, the Obama policy. And in Venezuela, Trump has been very forceful in opposing uh, Maduro's uh, assault on, on Venezuelan dictatorship. But he said that in his speech to the U.N., <laughs> that Maduro is stealing power from the elected representatives of the country. Well, in Guatemala, the exact same thing is happening, and so that tells me that Trump is not aware that it's happening in Guatemala. And there are several reasons for that. I mean, his State Department is good at spin. His State Department doesn't work for Donald Trump. His State Department works for his State Department, and 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 it's been traditional that way. Uh, and <clears throat> the uh, <coughs> excuse me the. Uh, there are people in the Guatemalan private sector that actually go along with this, and that's confusing them. And there are reports uh, issued by, for instance, the Atlantic Council, and it never mentions these irregular groups that have support from the Obama policy. That stays unmentioned. They focus on narco-trafficking, and the narco-traffickers don't attack these businesses. They're interested in a totally different thing. Mm -hmm. So... It's it's not an apparently clear thing like what Maduro did in Venezuela, and in in Guatemala, the uh, embassy, U.S. embassy, put in power a magistrate in Guatemala's highest court, and now that court issues illegal rulings. It's a rogue court, and it's usurping power from Guatemala's executive and and legislative branches, and. <clears throat> They're creating a dictatorship of of the judiciary because these radicals control that with help, of course, from the U.S. Embassy and help from the U.N.-created uh, com- uh, International Commission Against Impunity in Guatemala, which was created uh, in 2007 and has been consistently supporting these groups. So you have essentially the same thing in Guatemala that you have in Venezuela that Trump is opposing, except in Guatemala it's more disguised, it's harder to see. And maybe they don't know that Guatemala is the unlocked back door for illegal drugs. And illegal It'd be hard people. for me, it's hard for me to believe they wouldn't know that. Hey, we're here with Stephen Hecht, who is a, uh, he's been in 
uh, Guatemala for since what was it 1972? Is that right? That's right. 1972. He's a businessman, but he's also an author, and he sees things going on in his country. Obviously, you love this country, and the you know that's happening to it. We got to take a quick break, Steve, and then we'll come right back. Good morning. Welcome back to Free Fire Radio on KCNI 1460. Sports Show brought to you by Wellgate Sports Club, corner of Eureka and Court Street. Not going to find a better place to work out. Professional, clean, uh, people there know what they're talking about. I've got every type of apparatus you could work out on. It's got everything, including a spa, Bohem Spa. All of this at Wellgate Sports Club. Head on down there, get a free workout, tell them Carl Linda sent you. We're here with Stephen Heck, author and uh, a businessman who's been living in uh, Guatemala for, gosh, since 1972, and he's watched what's happened to this country. Now, you know, Steve, just quickly, I mean, when you moved down there, what was it like in 1972? Well, it was a lot less traffic, and um, I thought there was a lot of opportunity. I didn't understand why it was an undeveloped country, and it took a long time to figure out why that why that is. Uh, but I liked it very much, and I saw a lot of potential. And it still has a lot of potential, but it hasn't organized itself in such a way that it can uh, realize that potential. Well, okay, let's just say, I mean, if you're king for, you know, for a couple of months and, you, you know, you, get, you take the country back, what would you do then? I mean, what kind of, what kind of uh, natural resources, what are, what are the kind of businesses that it could, it could put people to work at? there are plenty of them. I mean, uh, Guatemala is a country of uh, small plot farmers, and they could <clears throat> create uh, an infrastructure of small plot farming that probably couldn't uh, even f- fill up the Hunts Point market in the Bronx. So they have a ready-made market in the United States, and they're not they're doing some of that, but they're not doing it the way they should be doing it. They have the potential to develop energy, hydroelectric, which are mostly stopped by these uh, uh, Marxist groups. Uh, there are all kinds of natural resources in Guatemala. It's got a 12-month growing season for trees, for instance. You could have a pulp and paper mill here. I tried to do that in 1974 with my father, and uh, there was a project. Uh, but those things don't happen because there's a lack of uh, legal certainty, meaning corruption. And now there's a consciousness, even among some of the most powerful people in the country, that you have to change and have competition based on uh, price and quality of goods and services instead of government power, which is also a good lesson for the U.S., well, we've got about three or four minutes left. What would you what would you say that you know that the American people need to take away from this? Is the fact is is that it's time to turn the focus of the administration back into Guatemala, which is not going to be a battle like Venezuela so much, or uh, that we have a better chance in Guatemala to help the people take their take their government back. Absolutely, <clears throat> the president of Guatemala would be happy to have U.S. support to apply the law, especially in the rural areas, against these uh, um, illegal groups that are armed and that are suppressing local people and harming business and exacerbating violence, he would be happy to do that. But the United States has been pressuring him to protect those groups. That's ridiculous. You need to change that. So if, if the United States said, Mr. President, we support all your efforts to properly enforce your laws, 
which obviously they would, then that would make a huge difference for Guatemala. It would significantly reduce the uh, flow of illegal drugs and people because in those rural areas, the people, they're, they're conservative people. They're, 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 they're not collectivists. That's why the guerrillas were never successful in taking over Guatemala. They're entrepreneurial. They just haven't been given the opportunity. So if you liberate them from these oppressive groups that are now controlling them as a result of the Obama policy, they would be happy to cooperate with security forces, and that's how you would start to control the traffic through Guatemala from from the south. And that would be greatly to the United States' advantage, and it would be greatly to Guatemala's advantage. It would be a win-win for everybody. They should pay attention to it. It'd be so they would have to do is take their southern border and help them block that, and that would slow that's down correct. a lot of people from coming through. That's correct, because they can't really affect much in Mexico. It's too right. big, and... Yeah. It's, it's too difficult. Too corrupt. Uh, right. Okay. Hey, we've been here with Stephen Hecht. Uh, and I'm glad we got, I got a got an email from a, from a uh, friend that was telling me, you know, that you'd been down there and you had all these things. Plus, you've written for other things. How do people see what you've written? Because you've got a, quite a few uh, you've got quite a few uh, articles out there. Yes, I've been writing recently. I, I have, of course, I, I'm the editor at large of the Impunity Observer. But I have a number of articles in the Daily Caller. Uh, we started doing that uh, last year, about a year and a half ago. And I had one on Friday, which if you go in the Daily Caller opinion section, you'll see it. And it's about uh, these types of things that we're talking about. Okay. How do you like it down there? You, like, you must love it down there. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely do. Uh, there are a lot of reasons for that. And... Uh, uh, knowing business and having participated in it, understanding economics, understand the, the great potential this country has, and it's a real shame. But I really got into talking on radio and writing articles for Americans because it horrified me to see what my country was doing here. It was violating yeah. every principle that I ever was taught. Do you uh, feel safe there? I'm pretty safe. I mean, you don't go to the wrong places, but hey, I'm from New York. There are a lot of places in New York City you don't want to go. Uh, Heck, there's places in Reading we don't want to go. Uh, of course, Reading is a uh, is a polite society. It's an armed society up here. Uh, the okay, so I mean, I'm just thinking: is is Guatemala a place to go vacation? <laughs> what would you I do? Would say what so. would you I do? Mean, uh, from from a tourist point of view, there are some beautiful places here, and. Uh, uh, as foreigners, you're not running risks. They they don't. The, the people who are victimized here are the locals, the most defenseless people. Uh, mm -hmm. They know if they victimize foreigners, especially Americans, that that draws too much attention. So you're basically safe. Okay. All right, Stephen Heck. Hey, Stephen. Thanks so much for calling in, and good luck down well, there. And let's hope that you know we we talk to the uh, we have a regular time with our congressman here. That maybe it's time to give them a, you know, just say, hey, uh, we just had a, somebody on from uh, Guatemala. And there's a lot of things going on down there that impact the United States, and nobody in the State Department seems to be looking at it. Well, that's, that's certainly true. I, if your congressman is, is a Democrat, chances are he paid no attention. We have no Democrats. There, there, no, there are no Democrats in Northern California. Steve, come on. <laughs> Of course, there's no Republicans south of us either. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Thanks well, a lot. A Republican congressman should be interested and should pay attention. All right. Okay, Steve. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much for calling. 
Carl, thank you very much. It was a pleasure being with you. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay.